This is Cycling Life, the Bigfoot Cycle Club podcast, and today I'm at Bromley South Station, one of the busiest in South East London. Latest figures that I could find showed that 5.8 million people entered or exited the station each year. It's coming towards the end of the evening rush hour, and well, there's a two-tier cycle rack here for commuters. There's about 30 cycles in there. Most people are heading for the bus stops or walking home or getting a cab or scrambling in the inadequate drop-off bay to be picked up by somebody and I'm with a group from Bromley Cyclists that's part of the London Cycling Campaign with John Wood. Yes hello Um, my name is John, John Wood, I'm the coordinator for Bromley Cyclists, I've position I've held for about 15 months and Bromley South is probably as good a place as any to start thinking about the state of cycling in our borough. I'm just going to introduce the other people yeah. who are here. So Jonathan Coulter's here, also a member of Bigfoot CC. Good evening, Jonathan. Good evening. I uh, regularly cycle to Bromley South. It's my way, so I'm very familiar with this junction and with the situation here. And a couple of years ago, I actually did a survey of, of people who brought their cycles to the railway and to see what the situation was with them. So I became very interested in this whole area since then. And let me introduce to you to the third member of the team. Uh, I'm Richard Gibbons. I'm uh, from the uh, far out, uh, outskirts of the borough in, in, in Orpington. Um, so I have a different perspective. Uh, How was your journey cycling. here today? The journey here is fine if you know the routes, which is one of the benefits of being part of a, a group like cycling, uh, Bromley Cyclists. So we're here at Bromley South Station. Lots of people would have been into central London where cycling has become enormously popular. There's, there's better infrastructure being built. Is there a problem with cycling in Bromley? I think so. In terms of commuters, the cycle routes are as good as the worst part of them. If you just look at what we've got here in, 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 in the Bromley South area, getting around the junction close to us uh, is pretty tough. The approaches, the immediate approaches, so you can have some quite quiet roads further further afield, but if you can't get round that very easily, you've got a problem. We've got the railway station, we've got the police station, we've got a big supermarket down there, the yeah. big new building that's uh, that's going up, which will be a leisure complex and some flats, and also proposals for a school, all on one junction. That's right. And the, the, the thing is that this Bromley South, it, because it's a one, one stop to Victoria, it, it's really a very good place for commuting from. And you could actually get many more people cycling here, leaving their bikes here or, or taking them on the train uh, if they felt it was safer and that's what my survey indicated. I mean I, I had sort of in-depth discussion with a number of cyclists and they're obviously very attracted to the to, to, to uh, they found it, it, it saved them a lot of time they, they, they could predict when they arrive but they felt more people didn't do it because with the safety factor on the roads uh, I, I did look at Bromley Council's website and it said that they, uh, they're building here at Bromley South uh, secure parking with uh, cycle repair facilities as well. Uh, we've got the cycle racks which are just about covered. Is that something that's in the pipeline or is that as far as it goes do you think John? Well I think, I think um, Bromley Council the one thing they do do with any degree of efficiency is installing uh, cycle parking and that's generally across the borough. Uh, and, and indeed we ask for cycle parking uh, at various locations and they will provide it fairly fairly quickly. But there's no good giving us cycle parking if there aren't the resources, the routes there to take people safely to and from those cycle parking areas. 
and they've not only got to be safe, but they've got to feel safe. And I think this is perhaps one of the biggest barriers to people uh, abandoning their cars, particularly uh, parents with children um, who perhaps would like to take their children out for a short cycle ride, you know, perhaps to the shops or perhaps they, they want to go to, the, to, to take them to school, the most obvious journey that they went, might make. And they, they don't feel safe to do it. So it's no good giving us cycle parking if we haven't got the cycle routes. Now I've just, just this minute, arrived here from central London. And I've gradually, as I've come down the, the, the 12 miles it is from central London, the, 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 the infrastructure gradually degrades uh, to almost nothing by the time I get here. From the, I've come down quiet way one for part of my journey, beautiful. Uh, I've actually been on the north-south super highway for a very short section absolutely lovely cycling and then we get down here and there's almost zero one of the biggest barriers here is just behind where you're standing which is the a21 uh, a road that transport for london are responsible for rather than bromley council and it is generally recognized that that is a huge barrier to cycling to this station because there are no safe routes across or along that particular road so we would call on TfL to address that and I do understand that that is not one of their priorities which I find really quite worrying because as I said before um, that the best opportunities for increasing cycling is in outer London in inner London and central London they've almost reached saturation but here, this is where the opportunities really lie. Richard, let me turn to you, because you, as you mentioned, have come up from Orpington. I mean, Bromley is the largest borough, the largest London borough. Lots of outlying areas, Biggin Hill, for example. Mm -hmm. People there will say, well, I need a car, because it's, the buses aren't particularly frequent. It's a bit of a long way to cycle. Perhaps I'm not very fit and I don't want to go up a hill. I need a car, and Bromley is big enough to accommodate them on. Indeed, indeed, and I think uh, the the uh, expansion of e-bikes now has made uh, the issue of hills far less of a barrier to to cycling, and uh, you know, the price has come down, and it's, it's been great take up of it. But as as, as John says, the uh, the barrier, main barrier, is 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 how busy the roads are and how fast moving the roads are. It's the combination, I think, of volume of traffic and the speed of traffic. Uh, that uh, we are concerned about and, and many other cyclists are too. Can I come to an issue which maybe not the main focus of your campaign but there is this 20s plenty campaign or, or a petition an online petition asking for a 20 mile an hour speed limit in certain areas outside schools in the high streets uh, which is enforced in some of the other boroughs so for example if you go up through Dulwich you'll find that it's a, it's, it's a lot quieter in my experience both in the car and on a bike is that something that you'd welcome? We would very much welcome uh, a 20 mile per hour speed limit uh, on the boroughs roads um, and we hope that one day uh, TfL will take responsibility for it and, and be able to, to give us that, uh, that limit. But really Bromley Council ought to be doing it right now. Um, it would be one, another uh, opportunity to increase cycling, to increase the opportunities for cycling so that um, parents will feel safe taking their children onto the roads uh, so that the, the little old lady can, can hop on her bike and pop down to the chemist, pop down to the shops, pop round to see her friend. These are the, just the little short journeys. We're not saying get rid of cars, that's not what we're about, 
it's quite clear in a borough of this size, people are going to need cars. Let me read you some quotes. This is from a, a Facebook page in response to the 20 mile an hour speed limit. 20 makes the roads more dangerous, says one person. Uh, Croydon is 20 miles an hour and it's a nightmare. The roads in Shirley, particularly the Glade and Bridle Road, where it's almost impossible in a modern car to drive at 20 miles an hour, you spend more time looking at the speedometer and always have people driving up your boot or overtaking. Bromley would come to a standstill. Any thoughts on that, gents? Well, we haven't, in our, in our statement, we put out a statement, which you, you'll have read uh, prior to the elections. We did not recommend a blanket 20 mile an hour limit. That, that's still something to be discussed. The others may have different views on it, but what we are talking about is, is in um, high streets and around schools. Yes, I think there's a certain amount of misconception that, uh, that whenever 20 mile an hour is mentioned, it's, it's, it's assumed that one's asking for a blanket 20 mile an hour, nothing else. And that's not the case. It's very much a case of, of looking at residential streets and lowering the streets, uh, speed on residential streets. That's what residents want. They've been asking in wards across the borough uh, for, for 20 mile an hour on, on their streets because of cars using their, uh, where they live as, as somewhere to rat run or avoid congestion. Um, and it's in support of, of that growing, um, growing uh, number of people. It's not necessarily coming from, from, uh, uh, from, from, from cyclists, it's coming from pedestrians and, and families with children who uh, want to uh, feel that their children will be safe if they're out walking to school. Now, you've been to Waltham Forest, which is one of three London boroughs which have benefited from some funding. Uh, Perhaps you can just tell me, Jonathan, a bit about what they're doing there. Well, what they've done is so they've, they've split the borough up in sort of one kilometre squares. And within those, they, they, they have outer roads, through roads, but the, the roads going so neighbourhood roads, they've, they've often put in, um, what you see, they, 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 they've, they've filtered the traffic and they go one way. Cyclists and pedestrians go two ways in many places. So anybody can get into any part of the borough with a car on the road, but you can't necessarily drive through from one side to the other. So it, what it basically achieves this is that it reduces the amount of food through traffic and makes it a, a, a much better environment, villagey type environment. That's what they're, re they're really working on there, where people want to come out. And in a way, I suppose, is taking us back a little bit to the way London was um, after the war. Uh, where the number of cars was much less um, and where children could play in the street. But of course now they're, you know, with sat-nav, with um, people um, cutting through on, on all sorts of um, rat runs. So this is really to try to get a better balance between motor traffic and, and active travel by cyclists and walking and just making streets nicer to live in but this this can't be laid down by a top-down formula if you're going to go down that route and that's the big lesson from Waltham Forest is you have to have massive consultation with a lot of feedback loops um, otherwise if you can't carry people with you it's going to be a disaster what I could see in Waltham Forest is that they they had a big commitment from, from the council from the Mayor of London, of course, from Boris Johnson, who put the money in, but sustained engagement with the, the groups, like the, the equivalent of Bromley cyclists there, is 
almost working hand in glove with the council in order to achieve the, uh, to to work on this. Um, okay, because if the rain is coming down, let's so should we just go and take the shelter under the bike shelter? Should we go under this one? <laughs> because I think there is slightly more room for us. Okay. Who knew a bike shelter could double up as a recording studio? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there you go. Perfect, perfect yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been looking at the Bromley Council website and it says there are over 100 miles of cycle routes across the borough which have been installed to make it easier to cycle and to encourage more people to do so. And they've published routes like Bromley to Croydon which goes around about the houses. It reckons that it'll take an hour to do seven miles which I think most cyclists would think was fairly slow. So the will is, it seems that there is some sort of will there. Is that fair? I don't think it is actually. I think I think the council are doing what what is really the absolute minimum that they feel they have to. I, I, I'm far from convinced about a hundred miles of cycle routes on the road to Bromley. I got a feeling that there is somewhere in the back of my mind about 700 miles of roads in Bromley. Is that, I can't remember exactly what it is, but but where they think there are a hundred miles of cycle track or cycle route I don't know it may be that they're talking about roads where they have just painted bicycles on the road and in those circumstances perhaps there are perhaps there is more uh, cycling but that doesn't amount to safe cycling that that's just paint on the road that's not going to make people well it does say here um, cycle Cycle lanes encourage more people to cycle and provide a safer environment for cyclists. At traffic lights, we often provide advanced stop lines to help cyclists move off safely from traffic, and almost all bus lanes in the borough are available for use by cyclists. So it's great having a 119 up your backside. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I, I'm sure what they say uh, is, you know, they do provide that, but what we're saying is there is an opportunity here to do so much more. Uh, we would particularly like them to put in a bid for a livable neighbourhood as, uh, as the, the project that's been set up by uh, Mayor Sadiq Khan um, and we hope that if, if they were to put forward a plausible scheme that it would be viewed favourably by the Mayor of London and we might get something and I think Bromley South here would be a very good area to look at. Um, the, the route from the station going up towards the A21, going up Mason's Hill is something like six lanes of carriageway and yet nothing for cyclists. Who, I mean, even a, an experienced cyclist is not going to take that light-heartedly and you're certainly not going to take a 12-year-old child up there under any circumstances. So, so we're a long way off from, from being Holland is obviously held up as the ideal. I was actually looking at a, an article yesterday and the French were comparing themselves with Holland and saying how dreadful it is that only 3% of journeys in France uh, are made uh, by cyclists, which I, I was a bit surprised by. Uh, and the uh, thrust of the argument was that cycling there was seen more as a Sunday morning activity uh, more of a sporting activity, perhaps in the way it is here, um, ex- with a few exceptions around London and, and Cambridge, which I know particularly well, um, where you will see hundreds of school kids on their bikes going to and from school. So we're a long way from that from Bromley. We know it's a, it's a big area, lots of cars. What are the things that people can do if they're interested in lobbying for a slice of the mayor's fund? They can email or contact their councillors and and the the candidates in this forthcoming election and ask them to support the statement that we've put on our website. We put a number of bullet points on our website which John will recite 
uh, Jonathan will recite properly for you in a minute because I don't know them off the top of my head. But they can write to their uh, to the, the candidates and see what response they get. We know we have had response from some candidates and from some parties saying that they will support uh, uh, our statement if they are elected. The main points we're asking for immediately here, uh, support for the main elements of the mayor's transport strategy, and that's a gradual move um, in favour of active travel and some reduction in, in motor transport, but not eliminating it. Um, secondly, a major increase in expenditure on cycling from 2019-2020 and rising thereafter. Prioritise winning livable neighbourhoods bids, um, which, you know, that's quite a lot of money, between one and ten million pounds per, uh, per project. Safe cycle routes to railway stations and to schools, uh, including protected tracks, uh, segregated protected tracks and quiet ways and secure cycle parking facilities at railway stations in which we do see some little bit of progress in that direction and speed limits of 20 miles per hour close to schools and in high streets um, and speed limits of 30 miles an hour on residential rural roads that's a sort of minimum I mean some would advocate uh, more 20 mile an hour limits but we, we didn't want to be too we didn't we don't want to be too demanding at this stage what we what we're much more interested is 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 getting some good interlocutors in the council people who are interested who see this because see the massive benefits which can come um, from active travel uh, in, in terms of health uh, environment um, and, and, and that it will probably pay for it there's so much research being done to show that this should pay for itself in terms of decreased public expenditure. Richard, if, if there's one thing you could do immediately, what would it be? I think it's uh, a willingness to for, to for the council to engage with communities uh, and to find ways to introduce more active travel into their lives. Um, so it's about education, because I know that obviously the, the borough is very good at providing cycle training for adults mm. and for children. I guess it's all very well training people but it's then giving them the confidence and the ability to have places where they can cycle. Indeed. There just isn't a pathway for a, a, a youngster who has uh, attended I mean the Bigfoot Go Ride uh, Cycling uh, Club where, where the youngsters go and they learn to cycle but where do they then go? Where, where do they then develop their cycling you know they unless uh, unless they want to continue into the sport and go into the big the Bigfoot Club, but for those that just want to use it as a utility, there's nothing. There's nothing to encourage them. There's no infrastructure. There's no. Um, there's there's nothing to give them any support for taking it further and taking it on into adulthood. Um, and, and so it, it, it's inclined to wither on the vine. That's the danger. Um, and, and so it's 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 once again it's missing the opportunity. And there's one thing that I'd like to see from this council although it's actually there is no council at the moment obviously we're in a period between councils but um, there is a there has been a lot of political capital in this borough and a little bit of expenditure a little bit of courage on the part of councillors uh, would not go amiss in leading the population 
towards the sort of improvements for cycling and for walking and for, and, and for people. Um, a little bit of courage would, would not go amiss uh, amongst some of our councillors um, and, and would do a, go a long way to taking this borough into the 21st century. Well, Richard, Jonathan, John from Bromley Snackers, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. And, well, we'll see what happens in the next few months. <laughs> Thanks very much indeed. Thank you. You can find more on Bromley Cyclists' website. It's bromleycyclists.org. Or just search Bigfoot CC podcast to find all the links and further information. I'm Andy Ivey. Thanks for listening to Cycling Life.